Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Let's get them out of their seats and into the ring. you got to be kidding me! This is the Finishing Move Podcast with Nick Cellini, Big John, and Adam Gillespie. We've got recaps, the latest storylines, and the biggest moments from the week. Now it's the Finishing Move from the Fans Podcast Park. All right, so it's another edition of the Finishing Move. It's Big John Radcliffe, Nick Cellini with you. I don't know where Adam Gillespie is. Perhaps he's uh, recovering from last night's beach break. You guys encouraged me to watch All Elite Wrestling and Let's just say I, I gave it a whirl, and I, I know that they are going for a younger audience than I am. But, I mean, right out of the gate, you got uh, what, Jungle Boy Jungle coming Boy. out, who's the son of uh, Luke, Luke Perry. Perry. Um, he comes out, and uh, I was waiting for Goat Boy to come out. But it was a, a battle royale, if you will, to begin the program. And, yeah, it was something different, that's for sure. <laughs> now, I, I look at the announcers, Jim Ross. Everybody knows who that is. Tony Schiavone. Everybody knows who that is. Who's the guy in the mask? Excalibur. Excalibur. So nobody really knows who that is? Is that the whole I gimmick? Don't, look, Excalibur's not my, my cup of tea. Uh-huh. I, I'm perfectly okay with good old JR, Tony Schiavone. And one thing that they normally would do, uh, they didn't do it last night, Chris Jericho would sometimes jump in. Taz, obviously we remember Taz doing it from WWE and a, uh, and ECW. Sure. So he would join in from time to time, and it would just be a nice little mix that's there that would just come in and go out would be great. Excalibur, he's not exactly my cup of tea, and, and it's very weird when they're talking to him because when you think of Excalibur and, you know, Excalibur, what do you think of Chris Jericho over here? Why are you talking to a sword? Oh, it's a person. Okay. Right. He's not exactly my cup of tea when it goes with it. So the Battle Royale was uh, captured by Jericho and MJF, so they're now going to get a shot at the Young Bucks on March the 7th. Am I am I following the storyline correctly? You're exactly here? right. And the Young Bucks is a team that they were big on the indie circuit. They uh, they went to Impact Wrestling. They were over in Japan. They made their bones about it. You actually can go back and listen to old episodes of The Finishing Move where we got a chance to interview them. Where literally they talk about getting in their van, selling T-shirts, and well, good for them. being on the road, up and down the road through the indie circuit. And just to give you a little backstory with them as well, they were some of the executives that helped put together AEW. So it was Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Omega, who you saw who's current AEW champion, the Young Bucks. They all had a hand in kind of coming up with this, kind of like on a dare to be someone being crazy enough to say, John, you and Nick. Bet you guys couldn't put together a radio station and it'd be successful. They'd be right in our instance. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> They'd be 100% accurate. And rounding up investors, you know, the business acumen. It's just not there. But it's they did us. it. They were able to pull that off. So that goes on last night. Then I see a guy by the name. He's the TNT champion. Darby Allen. Darby Allen. He weighs about 130 pounds. And I can't look at a guy and say, I can take him and consider him a champion. Maybe I'm wrong. You've seen him more than I have. I'm just telling you, this is really the first time I've uh, engrossed myself in the product called AEW. Dar- Darby Allen, the best way I can describe it is, uh, if you remember Sting, when he went to the black and white face paint at WCW when the NWO came around, add in a little bit of a Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, kind of that hardcore style wrestling, thumbtacks, things of that nature, and just a, a, a luchador-style wrestler. He's going to just throw his body from the top rope. He's not exactly going to, you know, he's not going to beat you with a 
Gorilla Press Slam. Don't look for anything in his repertoire that that the uh, Ultimate Warrior. But he had can throw do. himself around. He's very athletic and very daring. Correct, all and right. he's willing to do just that. And all else fails, he'll hit you with a skateboard. So he's in there with Sting, who's still doing this, still going strong. So he's still actually wrestling. So he hasn't officially re- been in a match yet with AEW. They are saying that they will have him in a match, and everyone, myself included, has their trepidation about it. Yeah, because he injures his neck against Seth Rollins, and that's when he said, it, "That's it. It's, it's over." Done. And that's all you got to assume. How do you prevent from not taking a single bump? Are you going to do the entire match on your feet and never take the bump? But he's still around. He's still there. And he's still, you know, it still gives the same uh, allure, though, when he comes out that if he stuck to this, I'd be great with it. I don't need to see him in another match. Right. If he, he could be staying and still yeah, be entertaining perfect. and to a certain extent still be a draw. I mean, uh, you see some of the older wrestlers, Tully Blanchard's involved with this. Needs to shave the head, by the way. I, I agree. The time is now, Let and now is the time. He'll look so much younger Let if he shaves go. the head. It's gray on the sides, and there's nothing in the middle. I saw Jake the Snake last He's night there. out there running around. He looks so, great. He, yeah. you know, obviously, he had his battles for years with uh, with substance abuse and alcohol abuse. Shocking he's still alive. But he's still around, and even you know, took a, did a slight bump, took a clo- gave a clothesline, <laughs> but nothing major. No. And, and I, I love that portion, and I think Sting could do that. Yeah. Arn Anderson is there. You'll see him in the coming uh, coming weeks with Cody Rhodes. Nothing major, maybe just a simple clothesline, a simple, not even a suplex, and they move on. They don't need to be a major draw anymore. So Darby Allen's out there, and I guess he's going to, as the champion, wrestle Joey Janela, who is in the stable with the aforementioned Taz, the human suplex machine, who I talked about Darby Allen weighing 130 pounds. Let's just put it this way. Taz doesn't weigh 130 pounds. Taz hasn't seen 130 pounds in a really Wow, is he big. Time. And he's he's smaller. Like He's five feet tall, five yeah. feet wide. And when you're smaller and you gain weight like that, it's astounding. I haven't seen him in a while, and I, I didn't realize that was him at first. Yeah, you, you'd be surprised because he comes out, he has the ball cap on. It's the voice that gives him away. Yeah. When he comes out, because you don't, you, when you think of Taz, you thought about him in the singlet, the orange towel over his head, you know, he looked like a, a, a solid fullback. He looked like a great college fullback. And now he looks like a, I can't even say, he looks like an Oompa Loompa. Yeah, he's, he's pretty big. So they're out there talking about what's going to go on. They're not allowed in the arena. Then after that, there's a uh, women's match. Dr. Britt Baker, who's really a dentist, from what she I is. understand, she she's, really she's legitimately dentist. practicing dentistry down there in Florida somewhere. And she actually puts as a part of her finishing move and part of her moves was basically trying to rip out your teeth. Mm-hmm. But she's being hygienic about it. Uh, she puts on the black glove. Yes, and she does. Yeah. She does it for safety. She really is a dentist. And her and Thunder Rosa, they've had a great battle. It's great chemistry. They actually, that was probably my favorite match of the night. I thought those two worked very well together. And even when you add in uh, just the outside interference that comes with it, I think that, uh, that uh, Dr. Britt Baker, she does a great job as a heel. She's she's played up the heel role perfectly, and everybody always says, well, it's easier to be a heel, but she does a great job with it. So that goes on, and then uh, she throws Rosa off the exposed turnbuckle, and Rosa really sells it. That's if- a throwback to a classic. When was the last time, I mean, WWE, anywhere, that you've seen an exposed turnbuckle? No one does that anymore. She sells it like she's really knocked out. She loses. Then after that, you've got uh, Kenny Omega with the uh, wrestling tag team champions, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson. You, you know who they are So the what do you, days. What do you have there, too, is interesting because the Good Brothers, they are the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. They're from a different company altogether. Kenny Omega is the AEW champion. 
Well, they come back from their time in New Japan all together where they were the Bullet Club. A lot of mixing and matching. We'll get to that based on how the show ended as well. And it's just one of those things. I I told you, it's like the old NWO days where we thought Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were really coming to take over from WWF back in the day. And what you're really seeing here, and they're they're not hiding it of, you know, I'm an Impact champion. And there you have the... uh, you have teams who are going over to Impact Wrestling, competing for their tag team belts. I love the mixing and meshing of it that's coming out of it. So John Moxley is on the other side. They they actually win. The Moxley team, then out of nowhere, Kenta comes in and lays out Moxley with the go-to-sleep to end the show. So that goes back to what we just talked about. It looks like AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they've struck an agreement already. Impact Wrestling's with AEW, so... Maybe it's something like this combining all of the forces that could push WWE to improve their product because it needs improving. It need and look, competition it it makes people better. I think WWE having the time where they when they bought out WCW, ECW, they just got lazy because it was just the independence that was there. There was no one really on television. You had Impact Wrestling uh, that went through a wide array of different names to just try and stake their hold. But now here you have a scenario of you can have this intermingling where we saw it with John Moxley, where he was the New Japan cha- uh, part of the New Japan as a champion, came over to Impact, became, I mean AEW, became a champion. So now to have these three different companies where now you can showcase your talent basically globally now, but you don't have to spend the money to do it. Look, the best part is it was two hours. Nothing should be longer than two hours, and I don't know why Vince McMahon is fighting what he's fighting. Those shows need to be two hours, 90 minutes tops. That that third hour lays ruin to everything you're trying to do. It's not a tight product anymore because you have have essentially time to fill if you're the WWE, and it shows. And it's part of what we talked about last week. Uh, For you guys who haven't listened, go back to Podcast Park. You can listen to last week's edition. Like and subscribe and download. Please. I hear that's important that you yeah. like and subscribe. Leave a Pe- comment, too. Yeah, the people tell me that. I don't know. Gotta Whoever leave a those people may be. Just know that if you leave a bad comment, we come looking for yeah. you. We'll we're find not, you. We're not like those normal podcasts where no. we just, no. Big John will knock on your door. Yeah, we come looking for you. You'll know when Big you. John's there. Trust me. You'll see a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they. I think they're going for that time because they don't get to develop those stories the way they want. But they're doing a pathetic job of doing it. And that's part of the problem where if you were putting together solid stories that you had great character development, because that's one of the things that AEW did a good job with is they developed these characters where Darby Allen came about. And it was just kind of who is much like you. Who is this kid on a skateboard? Yeah. But you know what? They're letting his character evolve and they're playing to his strengths. He didn't talk more, mm-hmm. talk much. It's not one of his strengths, but you know what? Maybe that's why Sting's with him. Sting, Sting, who ironically didn't speak for a long time, is his mouthpiece. Exactly. And now you go with that scenario of, and even just to that point of, you know, Taz, where the stable that he has of Brian Cage. Brian Cage look, looks great in the ring. Horrible on the microphone. You you look at uh, Tully Blanchard, FTR. They're good on the mic, but Tully Blanchard's better. Mm-hmm. You put guys with them, and you accentuate what they do in terms of as wrestlers, and that way you're not hindered by the fact of, you're poor on the mic. Brock Lesnar has made a great career of it. You put him with Paul Heyman, look, he's even better. I love seeing him in the ring. I don't need to hear him on a mic. So the Royal Rumble did take place, speaking of the WWE, this past Sunday. Bianca Belair wins the uh, women's Royal Rumble. I loved when she posted on her Twitter site her parents going crazy when she won the Royal Rumble. Because it, it just, you know, we all know what this business Correct. is right now, and it gives you a human side because I, I don't think that she told them she was going to win. They were shocked. She said, my father's going to hurt himself one of these days. And even kind of fell off the back of his couch celebrating. Even right now, I think what people are finding out is 
WWE is not telling some of their superstars till they go through the curtain. That's good. They that's the way. That's really old school. That's the way it used to be a lot of times. They're in gorilla position, and they're finding out at that point in time before they go out, you're going to get the win. We'll we'll manage everything from back here. We'll call the whole thing from back here. And they find out in gorilla position, and you've seen scenarios. Nia Jax coming out to the ring when she won her first uh, women's championship crying as, as she had to wipe away tears because she discovered she's going to win. So they're finding out at that point in time. Now, Bianca Belair winning and that the fact that you're going to have WrestleMania has be- been very intriguing to me because, you know, I, I texted you earlier. I was like, man, it might it seems like Vince McMahon might not be behind the scenes as much as we used to, because I've always said Vince McMahon has a type, particularly in the women's division. And now to have two African-American women who are going to headline WrestleMania as your champion for a championship match. That's not Vince's type. No, Triple H perhaps taking this thing over more and more along with his wife, Stephanie McMahon. Women's Tag Team Championship. I think the women's side is more exciting right now or more intriguing or more entertaining, whatever you want to call it, in the WWE than the men's side. Charlotte Flair and Asuka, uh, they take on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and essentially this Lacey Evans storyline with Ric Flair. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Turns into a distraction as Nia Jax and Baszler win the uh, tag team titles, the women's tag team titles back. And now we'll see if Asuka turns on charlotte or is this a ruse all along is charlotte going to go to the other side i'm not really sure how this thing is going to play it out but i do know this i love lacey evans as a heel she was born to be a heel she's they much tried to make her a face for a while it doesn't work so part of what they ran into with lacey evans that whole thing of playing up for her daughter oh i'm here for my daughter and being which is, which is great i mean it's a, it's a great message but this is storyline stuff and the, exactly and this is where you have the conversations with your daughter of Mommy's okay. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm doing is right and wrong or whatever. Imagine back in the old days, they would not smarten up like the Rougeau brothers. Oh, God, no. Their father was a promoter. They've talked about it. We weren't smartened up to the business until we actually started wrestling. Like, he would come home, and they would think their father was really hurt. He would sell it. Yes. You can't break kayfabe, as they call it in the business. It's a little bit different now. Now it's completely broken down completely. I mean, particularly, and one of the things WWE's gotten a little bit better at is letting them play character through social media. But Lacey Evans, you're exactly right. She's one of those characters that, as a heel, you can still honor her military background. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter wasn't really a sergeant, but... He didn't really turn on the U.S. either. You know, but we can honor him and his military serving and still do things in a way where you have an amazing character that comes out of it. And it'd be fun to see, because look, who's Charlotte Flair's father? The dirtiest player in the game. We saw this man go heel to face, heel to face. He literally turned on an entire company. He came over to WWF carrying WCW's belt around his waist. He turned on a whole company. That he did. So also in the Royal Rumble, you had Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. Look, I, mm. you, you can't 
if you're Drew McIntyre, you can't work with a guy like Goldberg. You've got to work with a guy, and I, Sheamus turns on him on Monday night. I, I think that that would be a better match because Sheamus can, he's more athletic. It's yeah. about chemistry. It's like a dance. If you don't have a good dance partner in this business, it's not going to look good. And I mean, what can you do with a guy like Goldberg who was awkward when he was in his prime, let alone now? Drew McIntyre does win, and they had the big sign of respect, show of respect afterwards as, you know, you're kicking out of jackhammers and finishing moves left and right before finally Goldberg gets pinned. Well, first of all, it, it looked weird when to see Goldberg come out in trunks. I mean, you, you're used to seeing Goldberg come out in the, in the tights, and it's just like, okay, you're, you're, put, you're, you're trying to change a character that doesn't even really need to be here right now, step one. What are, you, what are you working on, a new endorsement? And then to just, you're right, to come out to see the awkward movements, to see what looks like him lumbering. I mean, if for longtime watchers of, w, of WCW, when Goldberg would come out and he'd do that high kick, mm-hmm. that leg ain't getting that high no, anymore. No, <laughs> none of us are getting any younger, including Goldberg. <laughs> that hip is not what it used to be, and you saw it, and it just it was hard to watch. Um, and I think Drew McIntyre, he needs this uh, – this match with Sheamus, because his his title run's been lackluster to say the best. I mean, that's being generous with it. It's been lackluster at very least. He needs it with, with Sheamus and maybe even one more to defeat Sheamus, Sheamus to at least solidify it as a, a valid title run. And you talk about the uh, championship, the women's championship. Sasha Banks is going to take on Bianca Belair. She beats Sasha Banks. Carmella, I look, Sasha Banks, I, I think, is better as a heel. Completely as well. I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with her long term, but I think just some wrestlers are better as heels, and she's one of them. She needs to be a heel. She's one hundred percent better as a heel. That's where the boss character came from, and we say that she's going to take on Bianca Belair. It's not a given because Bianca Belair can also choose to go. Up yeah, and there's a lot Oscar. of things that could change. But let's but say that's the matchup. I'm, that, I'm not really that's the sure how that's going to work. Yeah. I think that would be a very cool match to watch. Unless Oscar turns heel on Charlotte Flair, maybe that's what they're trying to set up. I don't know. It, it could be any number of things, but the the boss character kind of invokes that you, that you're a heel. She comes right. out the arrogance, the bravado. It goes with everything that is there of a heel. I mean, when you think back to ravishing Rick Rude, someone who I don't think was ever a face in his career, doesn't work. The arrogance of him, it, it worked perfectly. Like when they tried to make Lex Luger a face, the Lex Express, doesn't it doesn't. Work. It doesn't it work. work. It just Sting, who I don't think has ever truly been heel, his character works where with all the loud colors and everything that goes with it. I, I think it worked for Hulk Hogan because behind the scenes, Hulk Hogan really was a heel. I said it. I'll allege it. No, you don't have to allege that. People have said he really was a heel behind behind the scenes. But yeah, she would do better with that. But I mean, this match, it was okay. It, it went, I think, a little bit too long. They yeah. took this storyline entirely too long. Her and Carmella, they they worked great together. Carmella, I mean, eye candy for sure mm-hmm. as a wrestler. Might need a little bit more work to go with. I'm sensing a theme here because let's talk about the Universal Championship to wrap up the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns, the champ, took on Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. And I go back to a guy that's better as a heel. Kevin Owens, it just doesn't work for me seeing him as a face. He's one of those guys. He can be more of himself as a heel. He's quicker as a heel. He's funnier as a heel because everybody, again, knows what the business is now. He's better. He's more entertaining as a heel. I don't think he's truly being himself right now trying to be this good guy. I was listening to um 80, Eric Bischoff on 83 Weeks the podcast and he talked about even when cutting a promo, the last promo that they cut on SmackDown where Eric Bischoff made mention of when you can naturally know how to respond to someone, your promos come out better. You don't have to write a script to it. You can literally just yeah. go back and it's like forth. Like Chris Jericho. And 
that's what I think uh, Kevin Owens is running into of I maybe I just scream. If I just scream and right. yell and get myself, it still didn't look natural. But when he can come with those quick barbs, those quick hits that he can just joke on you and clown on you, he's so much better. He's so much more entertaining. And this was just a tough one. But, I mean, who do you give to Roman Reigns to go up against? Well, that's a good question. I, I love if you have a chance, they often entertain the crowd after Raw goes off the air. This was obviously a few years back. It's Jericho. And it's Kevin Owens when they were a heel team. When Jericho had the list and Undertaker comes out at the end and they confront the Undertaker. First of all, Kevin Owens goes, uh, I'm a big fan. And then you got Jericho stepping in. Undertaker, if that's indeed your name. And of course, they both get the choke slam. Everybody knows what the business is now. It's entertainment. Yes. And I think that's sometimes where, you know, that's where I think WWE over overdoes it a little bit more. Where even it's great to see when you see you know, those behind the scenes, you could go on YouTube where you see Triple H when he was a heel, but he saw a kid crying and he broke character for a yeah. little bit and just kind of leans in over to him. It's okay. Yeah. Like, th- I'm not really hurting him. It's fine. They know when to break character. These, these, they're trained. These aren't just, this isn't just some jabroni off the street right. who's out there in a bar fight. They, they're trained to do it and just let them be who they are. And I think you'll get more entertainment. Out Edge wins the uh, men's side of the Royal Rumble and he takes on Randy Orton as we shift over into some of the things that happened on uh, Monday Night Raw. He does beat Randy Orton there. You know, you have uh, what's her name coming out with the blood coming out of the mouth. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is a. Uh, she she's joining the fiend. She's yeah. a partnered with the fiend. Who I, I she's I, shifting back and forth. You know, she's uh, that character. Then she's Alexa. Then she's that character. It's and see that's the part where it's, it's making me dizzy. Because now you mean to tell me you expect me to believe this lovely young lady is changing clothes? Yeah, Lexi Kaufman her real in, in the middle of a match. She's shifting between clothes and in in true form. If you want to sell some you know reality to it, of well, if I see you taking your shirt off, I'm going to go hit you while you got your shirt over your head. Right. I'm not going to sit there and wait, but you expect me to sell this. But go back to Edge for a quick second where, you know, it's intriguing where uh, I don't know if you've taken in WWE's NXT, which was, you know, uh, at one point supposed to be their developmental. And they go up against AEW. Every Wednesday night. And while we were watching AEW, obviously, much like we do with a lot of things, we kind of have to multitask sometimes. Edge might even be putting his name in to go after the uh, the NXT championship. Interesting. Edge, by the way, looks better than he's ever looked. He needs to let the hair go, too. I know it's hanging down yeah. to the side, but the hairline, he has a little... Well, I think there comes a point in time, and again, I don't have any hair, so I'm jealous, maybe, but there comes a point in time as you get older where it's it's time to do away with the long hair. It doesn't look right you anymore when go. you're a man of a certain age. Maybe that's what we'll do one episode. We need to go through the wrestlers that need to let the hair yeah. go. We just go down... Shawn Michaels finally did. He, he needed to. It was about time for him. Uh... Drew McIntyre's hanging on to the nice M that's going on up there. It might be time to push his back just a little when bit. When you forward. get that island, it's one thing to have the hole in your hat in the back, as Hulk Hogan used to call I. it. I.e. LeBron James. Yeah, but when you get that island up front, that's let it go. to me, that's when it was time to shave my head. It was over. You I can't, I'm not fighting this fight anymore. It's over. When you go to the barber and he does the hairline and then you feel him go up to, what are you yeah. doing up there? That No, 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 no. no. That, that's not what you work on up there to, to make the island look like it has yeah. a shape. Yeah, no. I want to look like a green at Pebble Beach right there in the middle of the water. Speaking of jacked up, Edge is jacked up and Carlito. What is wow. going on with him? Where is this I'll guy? I'll let he's visiting the doctor. Good Lord. And you notice for COVID reasons, they won't let him come out with his traditional apple and spit it at people. <laughs> <laughs> due, to, due to the COVID era, they had to impede upon his gimmick and he walks out yeah. with his hand looking. 
can't have an apple because he can't spit it at anybody. But, man, he's been in the gym a little bit or he's wow. been he visiting comes out, the He's doctor. one of the surprise contestants in the Royal Rumble. He comes out, he teams with Jeff Hardy, and they defeat Elias and Jackson Riker. And another guy, I just I feel bad for the guy because I think he was getting some momentum. Then they decided to turn him face, and then they didn't know what to do with him then, so they flipped him back to heel. I'm talking about Elias. Elias. You can't flip a guy back and forth like that left and right, because then he has no place to go. Elias, to me, came across as, and, and I don't think we've ever seen him as a uh, as a face, a modern-day honky-tonk man. Honky-tonk man came out, he had his guitar, and I, and it's not just beyond the guitar. It's just the singing, everything that went everything into it. Everything he does is funny. When, yes. he, when he'll insult the crowd when he's sitting there with his guitar, and then just the look on his face, it makes me laugh every time. And then the fact that he wrestles in this cut-up T-shirt, jeans, and boots, you gave him Jackson Riker, and I know an injury played into it, but they're trying too hard. And part of it, obviously, we know they want to sell merchandise. And, you know, what sells more merchandise than I want the nice guy. And John Cena made a hell of a career of selling every another color. Guy that, that should have flipped back to heel long, long, long time ago, and it never happened. And he never will. Everybody's asked one more time. No, I think he's bringing the career to an end, and he'll just always be the John, eternal if he, face. If he goes back to heel, I think he can have a hell of a run. I think people will start watching I agree. that product again because they'll hate watch. But what do you do with him? Do you take him back to the doctor of thugonomics? No, I don't think you do with that. 50-year-old white no. guy rapping? <laughs> no, I mean, the uh, people aren't wearing the, uh, the throwback jerseys anymore. You know, he comes out with the gigantic chain link on and a padlock around. I don't think thing. he'll be the doctor of thug- thugonomics anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think he's going with that. But you're no. right. I think, look, we saw Roman Reigns. Everybody said Roman Reigns need, but and they did it so subtly. I mean, he was already wearing black. He was right. already so. You don't have to take him out of the fruity pebble colors. You can let him wear every color of the rainbow you want, but you can do it where he comes out because he's one of the. I mean, to me, Rock, Flair, you can put John Cena on top of the top five of best people on a microphone. Chris Jericho, yeah, I could put him in top five, top ten of best people on a microphone. You let him go out there with it, and he was good at it. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. You put them out there and let them just start insulting people. There's your match where you take them and you put them with a, against a, a Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And it's the conundrum that you face because John Cena, he's one of the top, if not the top athletes when you talk about Make-A-Wish for kids. And I think that's the one thing that concerns him more so than anything else. But I think at that point, everybody has to know what it is. We all know what it is. But you think back. They had a young kid uh, some years ago. I don't remember who it was, but it was a young kid that had a terminal disease that they bought him out the game of champion, Connor's Cure, mm-hmm. that they celebrate and they honor Those guys all broke year. character they for him. They all broke character yeah. for him. So I think there's a way that you can respectfully do that and still honor all of these kids' wishes, and I think it's a great foundation, but you can also still do it and still be entertaining, and they understand that, you know what, you broke character. The Undertaker, after all these years, he 
teeter-tottered for never. He's America's guest now. Yeah, he's everywhere now. <laughs> Did you see he was at a church and they gave him his true entrance? I mean, they gave him pyro and everything. It's crazy. And he's he's a born again Christian as well, so that that makes sense. But to give him his when was the last uh, Undertaker entrance in a church? That, that that's strange. I mean, you're that's sitting in you church and you hear that Undertaker music go off, and you're thinking. Is this it? Yeah. <laughs> the rapture has <laughs> finally arrived. Oh, no. It's just The Undertaker. And look, there's Pyro. Yeah, it's a great part of uh, wrestling history, certainly The Undertaker. Speaking of which, today in wrestling history, we'll kind of go back and forth. We're taping this on November the 4th. We'll talk about November the 3rd as well. November the 4th is the birthday of Lawrence Taylor. He's 61 years old. He's, I believe he's in the celebrity wing. He is. Of the WWE Hall of Fame. He's 1-0. Against Bam Bam Bigelow. That's what turned Bam Bam face years ago. That didn't work out. He's no longer with us. But Lawrence Taylor is, surprisingly so, some would say, he's 61 years old. That was a, do you remember that match? That was a horrible match. Wasn't good. They bought out all Bam the- Bam did his best to, to work with a guy like Lawrence Taylor. The hardest thing is, and, and we talked about this, I think, a little bit last week, when you're a real fighter, yeah. or a real player, you don't know how to throw working punches, which means you're- not really throwing a punch. You're making it look like you're throwing a but punch. you're landing it. And you don't know how to do things like throw your body across the ring without hurting somebody like Lawrence Taylor. And Bam Bam Bigelow talked about how he didn't want to put him over, but he felt like it was the right thing to do for a company as a whole because this was when WrestleMania had started to grow exponentially more. He made mention of, you know, the shoulder tackles. He's like, you can do a shoulder tackle. He's like, and I can take one. He said, but then he started climbing the turnbuckle. And now you're talking Lawrence Taylor in his prime. You're, you're 270. Yeah, if you don't know how to land, and odds are he didn't. He didn't. And you have all of these NFL greats surrounding the ring. And so it was a lumberjack match where they're literally picking him up, hoisting Bam Bam Bigelow back into the ring. He's like, yeah, it, it was uncomfortable. It was awkward. But Lawrence Taylor, Pro Football Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer, goes out undefeated at 61 years old today, 61 years young. February the 3rd, 1989, the mega powers implode. You've got lust in your eyes for Elizabeth. Hold on, brother. On Saturday night's main event. As, you know, Hulk Hogan went to carry Miss Elizabeth to the back where she got injured. He left Macho Man in the ring, and Macho Man just felt like, wait a minute now, you, 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 you're with my woman. It's one of the great patient storylines. You want to talk about a slow boil? That was the greatest storyline when you talk about a slow boil. It, it took a full year for that storyline to achieve the culmination that it did Even on this date in 1989. Even if circle with it, where the, the buildup to it. Right. Just them becoming a team and putting it together, and you're having Macho Man come out, the the both wearing the uh, red and yellow, and ultimately which led to Macho Man's heel turn and then later becoming the Macho King with <laughs> Sensational Sherry. So, <laughs> and that's where he started with the big cowboy hats. And yep. Snap it to him, Slim Jim! Yep, till the end, he had the Slim Jim endorsement. 33 years ago today, They Live is released in theaters. Folks, if you haven't seen this movie you need to see it, especially if you're a fan of wrestling. Roddy Piper is the lead, is John Nada, whose name was never announced until the closing credits. He gets a pair of sunglasses, a special pair of sunglasses, and he can see the aliens who are living among us. Keith David, great character actor, played uh, the father of the uh, Cameron Diaz character in Something About Mary. How'd you get the Franks before the beans? He plays the sidekick of Roddy Piper in this movie. And why do I bring it up? They're both construction workers. I'm telling you, 
This could be the greatest fight scene in the history of movies. Just under six minutes, Roddy Piper's character wants the Keith David character to put the sunglasses on so he can see the aliens as well. And the Keith David character refuses to put the sunglasses on, and they fight again for six minutes, just under, which in the movie world for a fight scene is an eternity. It just keeps going. I've come here to chew bubblegum, kick ass. And I'm all all out of of bubblegum. That's where that line comes from, of course. Piper, first of all, I I, I don't advocate anyone doing any sort of hallucinogenics, but if you do, do that and then watch this movie. Yeah. It's, you'd enjoy, if you're going to drink whatever, anything that you can to get you in an altered state of mind, you'll enjoy this movie so much more. And then go back and watch it once you've sobered up. Because just to watch the concept of this of, okay, if you thought Schwarzenegger movies were bad... This one kind of ranks up there, but yep. the the craziness of it you can't stop watching. We'll, we'll keep, yeah, we'll keep you entertained forever. Yeah. John Carpenter made the movie, of course, he from a Halloween fame. It cost a little over three million to make. The opening weekend, it made four point eight million. Hey, there you go. It made thirteen million overall, so it made some money. But thirty three years ago, they live uh, comes out on this date. Do you 20, think if they re release that right yeah. now? They'd, ma- they'd easily do over two It's also million. a great heel turn at the end of that movie. That's what I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> no, a- a- after, what, 33 years? There's no you, You're out of the line of demarcation for spoiler yeah. alert. I-, I think it's worth watching. I think it still holds up, but maybe that's just me. 25 years ago on this date on Raw from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Dwayne Johnson makes his WWF debut as Rocky Maivia. We know that didn't work out. Also, in the same episode, it was the Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brian Pillman beef at the house of Brian Pillman, where Brian Pillman pulls out a gun. And that was, got a gun. That was very, got a gun. very controversial for its time. As he pulls out the gun and you hear what John just said, the satellite feed all of a sudden cuts out. If Pillman had broken his foot. He had really broken his foot. He was in a cast. Yeah. Stone Cold crashed his Hummer. He's, yes. It's a miracle he survived. He was never the same after that. No, and he he couldn't wrestle anymore. And also, and you added in a little bit of a pain pills, kind of yeah. didn't make things any better for him. And I, I always wondered, did Vince know that he would literally go and get his gun for real? Because Stone Cold came across as you know, if I find anyone, the, the redneck, mm-hmm. gun-toting hunter, that bow and arrow, four wheelers, everything that you yeah. want to live, say live up to, and he shows up, got a gun. <laughs> Everything goes to static. The Titan Tron zooms out, and you're just stuck sitting there. And like you said, the rock, Rocky Maivia, the blue chipper. Well, and this, again, is an instance where a guy turning heel finally, it saves his career. Die, Rocky, die. Those are the chants coming from the stands. Rocky sucks. Yeah, when he was Rocky Maivia, because people were feeling like, and rightfully so, that he was stuffed down their throats. and. That's when society was changing. You didn't have, you know, the baby face no. and the heel. There was that gray area. And then when he recreated himself as the rock. Step the one, career, he got a better haircut. Yeah. He came out with that floppy. Well, he mess. said he's a pineapple head, I believe, is what he called himself. Now, ironically, here we get ready for the Super Bowl as we're recording this. And you, you got Pat Mahomes, who has the curly moppy top now. Yeah. So it's back go, how it all goes in circles. And, and he comes out, though, as the rock. And, I mean, look how long his career. He became the largest star in the in the world. Yep. And and watch that debut. He's looking at the wrong camera. He's analyzed it. It's on YouTube somewhere. He's like, I'm, I'm supposed to be looking at the hard camera. I'm looking the wrong way. I was a complete mess. 
had no idea what I was doing. He missed him. He missed three or four spots throughout <laughs> the match. He's just like, I, I missed my spot here. I forgot what I was supposed to do, and yep. just kind of rolled with it. Got up and just smiled and ran around the ring. And very uh, self-effacing about it, but it worked out. You can be self-effacing if you're the Rock. Nineteen years ago today. Raw comes to you from Buffalo, New York. Dave Batista makes his Raw debut with an 85-second victory over Just Incredible. Another one of those guys that you look at him and you go, I don't know if he can wrestle or not, but we're going to find out because he's just different. And he was the guy he just got with the right people because when they put him with uh, Evolution, where you put Triple H, Ric Flair, Orton. Randy Orton, you put him together and you put them as just a, a team, that's a guy that... You just watched him. I mean, the guy was humongous. He was just jacked. There was not a lot of moves that he needed to do or was going to be able to do because he couldn't put his arms at his side, put his hands in his pocket. His arms were so big. And he just went out there, and he's had two or three returns back to w- back to WWE, and everybody's asked him, would you come back for one more run? He's like, no, my, my body can't take that anymore. Well, he was one of those guys that was always injured, and I'll allege I know why he was injured all the time because you're not supposed to be that big. No. Biologically, you can't be that big. And when you get that big uh, and you do what you have to do, and I'm not saying you don't have to work out as well, but when you do some other things to get that big, your tendons can only handle so much. You start tearing muscles, rupturing tendons. Those things happen. I think that was primarily the biggest problem with a guy like Dave Batista. And he talked about it in one of his returns where he was going to get himself you know he had let, he shrunk down a little bit he started doing movies and wasn't as big and he was going to get himself back up into that size and i think he said he tore both of his quads i believe it and he's just like he was, you're not okay. supposed to be that big he was like i can't do this I like when vince mcmahon ruptured both of both his of quads his. getting in the ring you're not supposed to be that age and be that big your tendons can't handle it and the ru- the muscles start rolling up like party face and he said that's exactly what i he said he went to go do one set of deadlifts mm-hmm. he just felt one and he said by the time he dropped it back down the other one had gone he was like okay i'm over it Six years ago today in Dublin, Ireland, Seth Rollins as a heel is wrestling against Kane, and he's essentially just taken Kane off, I say essentially, it's not an easy move, a sunset flip power bomb, and when he does that, he uh, tears his ACL and his MCL, also uh, a meniscus is torn, and he's out for a while. When he comes back, um, he's still a heel, but everybody's cheering for him. That's the tough thing. When you come back from an injury like this and everybody knows what your injury was, even if you're a heel, people are so happy to see you back, they're going to cheer for you. So yeah. so they made him a face, but that's another situation where I don't know how they're using him right now uh, as the the Messiah. What is he now that he's on SmackDown? So he is a heel as of right. When he left SmackDown, he was a heel. But he was the Monday Night the Messiah, Messiah, and now he's something the Friday, else. Friday Night Savior. Yes, yeah, so. I mean, I don't know what they really want to do with him, but he's another guy that's better as a heel. When they decided to have him turn on the The shield, shield. that was the right choice. And it's hard for them because it was a great choice for them to do, but it's hard right now because everyone loves him because him and Becky Lynch went off and had a kid in real life. How can you really cheer against him? Yeah, so now how do you hate the guy as of right now? Is he the perfect person to go up against Roman Reigns for the title? I don't know because the way Roman Reigns is being used, you're not going to want to take the title off of him because then they – He's not wrestling every day, so what do you do with him? But he's someone that the heel face turn, it works great for him. He does both of them just well because on the microphone, he's really good. You love the fact that of his athleticism, and you're, it leaves it intriguing because then what do you do with Becky Lynch when they come back? You Are you going to pretend like they're not really a couple with a kid? No, you're probably going to want to put them back together and let that 
coexist and see what you can get out of there because you have Bianca Belair and uh, Montez Ford who are really married in real life. So you got so many different things that you could go with there. What are you going to do with the guy? But him as a heel, that was the one thing that I think extended his career a little bit more. And it's tough with someone like Becky Lynch because when she tried to turn heel, it was very comparable to Stone Cold Steve Austin. She was such an anti-hero that people were going to cheer for her, so they had to make her a face like they did with Austin. And when they tried to flip Austin back, it could have been the worst idea in the history of the modern-day WWE. Yeah, no, because one of the things that you got out of with Austin, when he came up with the Stone Cold character and won the King of the Ring and Austin 316, it was great. But then it just got to a point, and that goes back to what we've been saying here about turning heel. What John Cena can do, you can be a heel and still be the fan favorite. Right. It can if you play your cards right, it can be done. Yeah, it's been it, done countless times. Look it at the works four out horsemen. perfectly. The four horsemen were so far ahead of their time with that heel persona that people would cheer for. Obviously, it's been proven since then that yes, it can be done. I mean, Arn Anderson, you've always you know when him and Oli were together, you knew they were were heels. But then there were points in time, Arn Anderson, who's never really been a main eventer. never truly been a face, but everyone loved him as a heel. You had you loved the. The rest. The of only guy you really hated in that group was Tully. That's Tully gave you every reason to hate yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, he was really the only guy you hated. You you really had a reason to hate even Flair. You might have hated him, but you were envious of him, right? Because I mean, look, we all heard it, Space Mountain, everything. You're just kind of and be honest. I really have always wanted to know this. Have you ever tried to use that line in a bar? No. Walk up to a girl. No. You want to ride space? I've always wondered, has any guy ever gone up and said, you want to ride Space Mountain? In Where I grew up, if you did that, you probably wouldn't finish the word mountain before you got punched in the face. By the girl. Exactly. Exactly. So, no, I never tried that line. <laughs> I've just always wondered how many guys out there tweet us. John Rad 450. Yeah, that's a good way to close the show. Go out there tonight if you're going out with your buddies and use that line. Have you ever ridden Space Mountain? Do you want to ride Space Mountain? And send us a message and let us know. Or if you're bold enough, record it. Yeah, do that as well. I love the video footage of it. All right, yeah. I mean, seems to make sense to me. So with that, we wrap up episode two of the uh, finishing move with me. I know you've done countless other episodes. I just want to say thank you for making me feel welcome, and we'll continue doing this. No, look, this has been tons of fun. We look forward to introducing you more to AEW. Mm-hmm. We'll get you in on Impact Wrestling as right. well. Uh, and then we love the wealth of knowledge that you bring. I mean, that's the beauty of all of this is that wrestling is not an ages type thing. Where it's passion, man. Hey, man, look, my son's nine. And I love when people go, it's fake. Yeah, so are the Marvel comic movies. So what's your point? Everybody knows what it is. Well, and do, It doesn't mean you don't enjoy it. Do we really want to pull the curtain back a little bit? And Don King used to bet against his own... His own yeah. Boxers. What is real anymore? It's, it's, you know, it's a manner of speaking. I'm not looking for Superman to go flying no. around here anymore, but if I'm looking for entertainment to get away from the craziness in the world, here's a great place to start. Yeah, it's the show that I consider the Tombstone Pile Driver, the Stone Cold Stunner, and the Rock Bottom all wrapped up into one giant figure four. It's the finishing move. Thanks for listening. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.